Good morning, everyone. My name is Sean Tierney, and this is the Automation Morning Show for July 20th, 2023. The show where we kind of take a look at all of the news that's happening in industrial automation for today. And uh, before we get started, though, the first thing I want to do is say thank you to our sponsors here. Just got to click on the right key. So this is live TV. When little things like this happen, they happen live. Um, in any case, I want to thank our sponsor, theautomationschool.com. If you need PLC HMI or SCADA training, please visit our sponsor, theautomationschool.com. With that, let's take a look at our first news story today. And that is a news story from uh, PNF about monitoring inclination and acceleration in uh, dynamic applications using their IMU F99. Now, I know there's not probably a lot of these applications in our world of industrial automation, but still there are some. And uh, I also am going to include the link in uh, this picture here of what the unit actually looks like. So in case you do have to monitor inclination or angle values, you will know where you can find that product. So with that, the next product I found this morning was from Wago. Now they have an extensive line of um, fuse holders and this is their newest one. It's a two conductor fuse holder and you can see the details here and uh, just one of many of their products, but this was uh, listed as new, so I wanted to share that with you. Um, from there, we go to our first article of the morning, and this is from the good folks over at Schneider Electric. We recently had them on talking about Modicon PLCs, and uh, excuse me. <clears throat> and this one is on how industrial robots drive packaging, material working, assembly, and conveying. And I thought it was a very easy to use article, and it made a lot of sense to me. And so if you're interested in this topic, check that article out. This link and all the links will be found at automate.news after the show. Uh, from there, we go over to RTA. They had a new article today entitled, Keep Your Systems Running. And up, oh, let me try that again. Keep Your Systems Up and Running. And uh, in essence, they're talking about how Rockwell has obsoleted the uh, 1761 NET ENI and NET AIC. Net AIC, did I say that correctly? And um, of course, those were fan favorites back in the day uh, for getting uh, devices with serial ports either onto a 45 network or onto an Ethernet network. And so the article goes through and kind of explains all that if you weren't uh, keeping up with that. And, um, you know, we actually, over the years, we've gotten several samples from uh, RTA. We have also interviewed their owner. But uh, a couple of ones I wanted to highlight here, the, you get to this page by going to theautomationblog.com forward slash RTA. And uh, especially on the, you know, 232, the 45 is not a big deal, right? So if you have an old AIC and you can't, uh, you can't find a replacement, it's just 232 to 45, right? But uh, the ENI is different because this does some encapsulation, you know, encapsulating PC cubed into Ethernet IP. And uh, there's some very specific things it did. It's like mapping. Uh, DF1 addresses to Ethernet IP addresses or IP addresses. And so what I did is when I when they sent us the sample, which I believe is right over there, um, what I did is I uh, went through the unit and, uh, you know, unboxed it. I set it up just so for remote connectivity. So step one, get it set up and make sure you can talk to your, let's say, a Micrologix or Slick 500 or PLC5 from Ethernet, right? So through Ethernet, from your computer, Ethernet, to the, to the uh, this device and then to the serial port of your PLC. And so that was step one. That was uh, 
season one, episode three of the automation show. And then in episode four uh, of season one of the automation show, I actually worked on uh, getting uh, messages from out of the serial ports of Rockwell PLCs across ethernet through this device to like a control logics or compact logics. So if you want to learn more about doing that with this RTA device, you'll see, uh, we get those out, uh, those videos right there. From there, we go over to a new article from Antera, and this is about their products that have 10 gigabit uplink ports. So, um, you know, sometimes you just need that higher speed. You may be running one gigabit. I know a lot of PLCs today come with one gigabits and a lot of IO and other devices. And then to get all that data up to the next level, you may want to go 10 gigabit. So this article kind of details the advantages of that and which of their products have those 10 gigabit uplink ports. From there, we go over to an article from Pills. Now, they, this article um, kind of goes hand in hand with the, uh, the event they have coming up that uh, monitor the effectiveness of safeguards using safety distances. And that we talked about this, like if you break through the safety light curtain, you know, you have to have that light curtain so far away from the dangerous movement of the machine. And so this article talks about how to calculate that distance based on standards. And uh, one of the other things it talks about too, is it has a link here to their free safety distance calculator. So I thought that was very cool as well. Next up, Grace Technologies has a new article. This really details their condition monitoring system and kind of goes through what it can do and uh, what it can't do and, uh, you know, the different components that make it up. And uh, down here at the bottom, I noticed they had a video here that only had about 118 views. So I figured maybe we try to get the audience, you guys watching or listening, get you to go up to this Grace Engineering article of the week and uh, go view this video. And let's see if we can get it up to like 300 or 400 views. Maybe we'll be able to pick up Grace as a sponsor for the morning show. So in any case, I wanted to share that with you. Next up, we have a couple of articles from Aviva. Now, a lot of their articles have been, I haven't featured because they're more corporate speak, you know, at the 10,000 foot level, not at the six foot level, which we like to talk about uh, here on the show. So, um, but this first one I thought made good sense. It talks really about the need for uh, simplified process simulation tools, right? So <clears throat> I haven't used their process simulation software, but I know a lot of them I've tried. Um, they're just very difficult. They don't stay to Windows norms, right? So in industrial automation, you mostly have Windows computers, right? And while Mac OS and Linux are awesome, they just, they're very different, right? And not intuitive for a Windows user. I mean, most of us old guys have been using Windows since before Windows 95, right? Back in the early 90s. So you know, I, I think uh, that there's a lot to be said about, you know, conforming to Windows standards and it drives even some of the Adobe products I use to produce the show. Um, some of the things just make me want to pull what remaining here I have left out because they don't conform to standards, you know. But in any case, um, so I thought this was a very good article. Uh, some of the things, you know, it's like when Apple released the first smartphone in 2007, did you forget about the BlackBerry? Did you forget about the Windows CE phone that came out well before then? So, you know, some of the things that, you know, it's kind of funny, but um, in any case, they make some good, they make a, a good case here. And um, I'd love to get somebody from Aviva on to talk to us about their products. But uh, from there, there's another article they had out. And this article is called Simplifying Operation, Operations Control and Preparing for a New Era of Industrial Automation. And this article makes some great points, but some of the things you can see, it's like, all right, this is a software company, right? So... Like step one, embrace digital automation. That sounds really good, right? 
Number two, keep software up to date and supported. Well, that's not always what you want to do. If you have a PLC5, an RS-32 running rock solid for years, maybe on Windows 2000, and it's running the application and producing products very uh, profitably, you don't want to change that. You don't want to disturb that. So now if you're in an engineering situation, yeah, you want to have support. You want to have your software up to date. You want to be engineering new systems with the latest and greatest. And you want to be able to contact the factory if you have questions. But, uh, you know, some of these some of these tips you have to be taken with a grain of salt. In my opinion, you let me know if you disagree with me. Just send in a news tip and tell me what your thoughts are, what your comments are. I'd love to hear them. From there, we go over to a couple of articles from RF Ideas. And I always put an R in ideas. So um, that's just part of being up here in the Northeast. But in any case, the first one is, it talks about the, uh, the FIDO2 standard. And I thought it was very interesting, right? And it talks about, you know, how, you know, username and passwords, you know, being compromised is like the number one way people get um, hacked, right? And I was just talking to somebody last night, good friend of mine, their company got hacked and um, they had to have, um, they lost uh, the last four days of production data and it was just caused a total nightmare. And uh, of course, now they have the safeguards in, so it doesn't happen again. But man, nobody wants to be in that situation, right? So um, I thought this was a very good article. If you're following, you know, new and innovative ways to authenticate and kind of get rid of username and passwords, especially for like HMIs and SCADA packages, this is definitely something to check out. They also had another one too, which I thought was interesting. Now, in a lot of facilities, not all, definitely, but in a lot of facilities, um, people rely on their mobile phones to contact other people in the facilities, right? So a lot of times your maintenance people will be on the shop floor or your engineers will be on the floor and to get in touch with them, you're going to use your phone, right? Because everybody's carrying a smartphone these days, you know, and, and I get it. Some facilities, you can't have that because for security concerns, right? But uh, in any case, um, this article talks about using your smartphone, whether it's a personal one or a company provided one for authentication and different ways you can do that. And look, that face identification that's on some of these phones works really well. I've tried my wife was taking a nap. I tried to use her face to unlock her phone so I could unlock Netflix or um, one of those streaming services, and it doesn't work, right? You can't use a picture. You can't use a sleeping face. So they're pretty good. Somebody's just going to be able to take your phone and get into the SCADA system, right? The authentication built into these devices is pretty good. So something else to consider. I thought it was very interesting how they talk about Bluetooth and NFC and, and other reasons why you may want to go to using your mobile device to authenticate yourself. Now, from there, we go over to our product spotlight today, our Compact Logics Level 1 and 2 course from the automationschool.com. Um, this course is very similar to the Control Logic course we did, except it is on sale. Now, over here, you can see all the lessons, and over here, you can see all the topics covered. And uh, the uh, Level 1 and 2 is on sale for 149 because I do plan to add some more lessons to it very, very soon. Of course, I'm on vacation next week, but. Um, I want to bring it to parity with uh, the control logics cost before I upgrade the price to $199. Now, if you do get the level one and two costs, whether you're buying it for yourself or buying it for uh, your staff, um, you do get lifetime access, you get support. I'm on the site every day answering questions, and you do get um, <clears throat> a free upgrade to the 2023 edition, which I begin filming uh, very shortly. From there, we go over to some uh, white papers that I found this morning. Now, the first one I found was at Rockwell Automation. It's first of its kind report 
reveals automation technology challenges. Now, when I first started reading this, and the cost to get this is just your email address. That's all it is, right? So I, I gave him my email address and I got access to the report. And at first I wasn't thinking it was very interesting, but then I started getting down here and I thought that, you know, this is really telling us what the respondents, and there was a lot of these were engineers, a lot of these were plant people, and uh, they detail who responded. But it really tells you what's going on in industry, right? And I get a lot of questions. Hey, are people using the cloud? Are people doing this? Are people doing that? Well, this is one document you may want to have on your hard drive in case you have to make the case to upper management about, you know, hey, we need to, we need to add, upgrade our sensors. We need to implement IO link. We need to, you know, use Ethernet APL, whatever it is you're trying to advance in your plant. This may give you some backup, some data to show that, hey, this is what uh, the industry is doing today. So in any case, you can see Wi-Fi networks, power of Ethernet, you can see data management and storage, Ethernet network connectivity. So definitely something uh, you may want to check out and get a copy on your hard drive uh, for future use. Uh, from there, we go over to another one from Rockwell. They actually had some posted going out into the future, which I always think is odd. But in any case, um, this one, uh, this is a report that explains industrial automation, I'm sorry, industrial weighing scale condition monitoring. I think that's an awkward title. But in any case, uh, this uh, one, again, you just need to provide your email address. Now, this one um, talks about uh, scale condition monitoring. And this is actually authored by Metla Toledo, who we have scheduled to come on the show twice in the coming month. So look forward to doing that. Great company. And uh, I th this is a really in-depth uh, white paper. And uh, if you do any type of uh, industrial weighing, um, you may want to check this out because condition monitoring is hot again. And uh, especially since almost all products now have some kind of condition monitoring built in, which is very cool. So from there, there was one more white paper I wanted to share with you. I, I couldn't pull it up without having to give them my email, my uh, email address again. So instead of filling out the form a second time, I just brought you to this page at Advantech. And you can see here, it's about, um, you know, ensuring security and uptime while patching vulnerabilities in Linux. So I think if we need to patch a Windows operating system, I think we all know how to do that, right? But a lot of us are new to Linux. We're not experts at Linux. I know I'm not. And so I found this white paper very interesting. That It's very detailed as well. And again, the only cost is your email address. From there, we go over to our video of the day over here at the Automation Blog yesterday at 3 o'clock. I released um, my uh, sit-down with uh, uh, Enrique Martinez, excuse me, from uh, WWT. And we talked about OT security threats and risks in 2023. I thought it was a great conversation. It was great having Enrique back on the show to talk about this. And of course, it's available both on um, video services and audio services, including Apple, Google, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Rumble, Amazon Music, Podcast Index, Deezer, Podchaser, and of course, here at theautomationblog.com. Uh, we have another video today. This is another one from Opto22. It's part of their series on the Epic, uh, the Groove Epic. Uh, this one is on the security settings. So if you have a Groove Epic, you may want to check this out. From there, we go over to events. I found this new event at Endress Hauser, and it's about how to improve your process with the new MicroPilot FMR63B. Now, what's new about this uh, sensor? Well, it uses the, a the new 80 gigahertz. Uh, it's one of those new 80 gigahertz radar sensors, right? So it uses that 80 gigahertz range. Now this is uh, data for August 9th, 
and it is at 1 p.m. Eastern, and it is free. It's an hour. And uh, just to give you an idea of what we're talking about here, I pulled up the uh, data sheet or the uh, product page for this product, and it has some pretty impressive specs. There's also a video here that kind of talks about what it does and um, some of the things that their products do. I thought it was very interesting, but here you can see um, the distance on this guy is great. I mean, it's accurate to one millimeter, right? And it's max me measuring distance is 80 meters. So very interesting. Uh, I would I would consider this like a level sensor. So, uh, and uh, this is designed for what they call hygienic applications. So it's already, you know, stainless steel and approved for those type of applications. From there, we go over to new publications. Now, if you're using Siemens uh, ET200 Echo PN, right? I like to call this like the on-machine armor, armor I uh, on, or let me, let me rephrase that. I don't want to use anybody else's trade names, but I like to call this, this is like the on-machine IO, and this is rated to be, I believe this is also rated to be used outside as well as in. So it's not just your standard IP6769, right? Um, in any case, uh, and this, these are the PN stands for Profinet. So they have, each block has Profinet built in. And then you can see the power bus at the bottom. And uh, this is, uh, you know, some uh, distributed IO. And this manual collections, you know, as I teach in my course, the manual collections are key because they have all the documentation, the user's manual, wiring, all the good stuff you have in one PDF. So it's excellent. And I don't know if other companies doing that, but Siemens does and it's excellent. There's also a new Siemens manual out on the SciCam 8 or the S8000 RTU. So I don't know anything about that, but I did want to share that manual with you in case you are using it. And then over at uh, MSN, we have a new quick stock guide for the Rosemont 3051 pressure transmitter. Now. It says June here, but it just showed up this week. So um, there are actually some, some of their older manuals from, uh, from years ago showed up this week too, which I think is odd. But in any case, um, if you're using that uh, 3051 pressure transmitter, there's a new uh, quick stock guide for it. And Omron, well, they had a new manual come out for their NX502 CPUs, PLCs, as well as their NX series digital IO. So if you use an Omron control systems, you'll want to grab those. And from there, if you think I missed anything today, right, um, please use the news tip link either at automate.news or the automationblog.com to send me in your news tip and what you think I missed or send me in your feedback. If you think I got something wrong, I'm not perfect. Send it in. Let me know. I'd appreciate it. And with that, um, I want to thank a sponsor, theautomationschool.com. I saw someone in the chat asked about uh, some product I'm not familiar with. So no, we do not do training at theautomationschool.com on that product. Um, you'll see everything that is uh, there's training on right here on the homepage. And from there, um, just a reminder that you can join our community and become part of it for just one cup of coffee a month. That's $2 a month is where it starts. And uh, you can ask questions, you can send me messages, you can post uh, public questions. I've been going back and forth with one of our uh, members about MQTT and, you know, remote controlling and HMI. Um, and, uh, you know, you can write your own posts, you can share your opinions, and you can follow everything I do up there as well. And once I get back from vacation, we're going to start doing member only Q and A's and, you know, behind the scenes type of, uh, you know, live streams. Uh, with that, um, while everything, all 1500 plus articles and videos at the automation blog are free, um, we do have collections available if you want to support our work, uh, starting at uh, $10 and under. 
um, to get you collections of our articles, collections of our videos, and so on. So every collection, digital collection, is a lifetime access, lifetime downloads. Um, and with the videos, it includes lifetime streaming as well. So if you just want to stream it to one of your devices, you can do that as well. And from there, we go over to theautomationblog.com forward slash shop. And this is where you'll find our coffee cups and our t-shirts and all the different swag we have. This uh, PLC Guy one, I kind of combined a gear, which we try to use for all of our logos here. And uh, 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 this is kind of based on G.I. Joe. So instead of G.I. Joe, it's PLC Guy. So when you have the red, white, and blue there. So um, just a lot of fun different things I've designed and over the years um, and put up there on the uh, store. And with that, now this is the end of the show. And after I get it ready for the podcast uh, listeners and for the other uh, services we don't get the stream to, right now we're streaming to YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, so for the other services, I will be making this available here later this morning. And after that's done, I will come up here and I will add all the links for today's show. And they will be in the order in which they, um, in which we cover them. So that is automate.news. Nothing else, just automate.news. And uh, you can sort by uh, content type right now. And eventually I'll let you sort by vendors. So if you're just interested in Siemens or Rockwell or Phoenix or Wago or whoever, you'll be able to just see those articles as well. And with that, I do want to thank Siemens. They, uh, they're sponsoring the automation blog and automate.news with some ads. You can see they, they're featuring their um, security, network security for IT and OT. So uh, if you do come to the site, please, you know, with uh, Google links, we can't ask you to click on them. But with our sponsors links, we definitely can. So please, if you're going to the automationblog.com or automate.news, please check out Siemens ITOT security uh, solutions um, and thank them for sponsoring the automationblog.com with advertising. And with that, that's the end of our show. I want to thank you all for tuning in this morning. I hope you have an awesome day. And until next time, my friends, peace. You know, I also want to wish you a healthy, happy, and successful day. And then I'll also add, add, offer you peace again. Have a great day, guys.